Hi, it's Mark Bittman, and welcome to Food. As always, you can email us at food at markbittman.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll respond. Please also consider subscribing to our newsletter, The Bitman Project, at bitmanproject.com. And of course, subscribe to this podcast and rate us. Tell your friends, tell everyone how much you love it, and keep listening. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. 
The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. Since I work with one of my beloved daughters, one might say that for me every day is Father's Day. Well, sort of. But when we, Kate and I, got a pitch about Ed Mitchell's barbecue written with his colleague, who's his son, Ryan, we knew we needed to do an official Father's Day episode with all four of us. We looked forward to that eagerly. Ed and Ryan have had rich journeys with many stops along the way, journeys that of course, have led them to where they are today, working alongside each other. Ed grew up during the Jim Crow South. Segregation dominated life in Wilson, North Carolina, his hometown. He went to college, served in Vietnam, and worked at the Ford Motor Company in Detroit until he was 45, and then came home to help his mom with their small family grocery store. One day, the story goes, his mom wanted barbecue, and Mitchell rolled his parents' rustic cooker into the parking lot and smoked a 35-pound pig while his mother prepared coleslaw and collards. His career in barbecue began. Ed's barbecue has drawn the attention of Anthony Bourdain, Calvin Trillin, and Michael Pollan. Ryan worked alongside his grandparents in the Mitchell family corner store from a young age and then went off to play football in college and to investment banking, quite sure that he would not end up in the family business. And he talks about that in this interview. He pictured a different path for his career, rebelling against barbecue because it felt like a chore. But after eight years in banking, a major market crash, and brutal layoffs, Ryan stepped back and reevaluated his professional life and left his desk job to return to his roots and pursue what he realized was his real passion, working alongside his dad. Ed and Ryan do remind me in a funny way a lot uh, of me and Kate, except they're sort of better organized. They work really well together, and I think you'll be intrigued and touched by our interview with them. Here it is. I'm so excited. You guys look so alike. You look like twins. (laughs) (laughs) I get I get distracted on Zoom when I'm with my dad because it's gotten better since we've done more of it, but I keep looking at us and comparing our faces. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was really excited to get this book because, well, first of all, the book is, I love it. I'm definitely going to cook from it. The sort of more candid photographs on the street and of North Carolina are so beautiful. But obviously, Ed's story is pretty well known. But Ryan, I was sort of in love with your story about how you went off and you know, went to college and you were an investment banker. And obviously, barbecue is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you start by telling us a little bit about your story? Because you worked at your family's corner store, and then why don't you take it from there? Yeah. 
I grew up in the restaurant business, grew up in the hospitality business. So my childhood, you know, first started with my grandmother and my grandfather at the corner grocery store. And I was just, you know, used to help my granddad stock the shelves and sweep the floors and, and do a little stuff. I mean, I was a, you know, elementary school kid just and 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 you know, the store was kind of like home base for the family. I get out of school, I get there, do my little chores, and I'm off to the neighborhood playing. My dad and my two uncles, you know, they revolved around making sure everything was safe around the store and the neighborhood and stuff. So once my grandfather passed, then we moved into the commercial side of like trying to cook barbecue and we turned that place into a full scale restaurant at that point to try and, you know, survive. So at that moment, you know, what was fun became a job. It, you know, it was it was a full on chore then, you know. I was trying to play sports and go to school and but that was my after school job, summer job, all things family related, cash register, sweeping floors, cooking cooking barbecue, whatever it took, you know, as as it goes. Free free labor, you know, if I wanted my sneaker money and my School clothes money and all that kind of stuff. Big money, you know, I had to work. So by the time I graduated high school and got off to college, you know, it was, um, you know, it was the last thing I kind of wanted to see. <laughs> you know, I, I convinced myself that, uh, man, I'm done with that portion of my life. Um, and also the understanding of, uh, you know, where we're from, even though we own this amazing business, uh, it still was... For us as, uh, you know, younger Southern Black kids at that point, you know, in order to make it, you had to go off and get educated and move on and kind of forego some of those things that you kind of grew up in. Either that or else you're rendered to the same Southern confinements that you kind of grew up in, you know, and that wasn't really, you know, how I saw my life going. It really wasn't even encouraged, to be quite honest. The plan was, hey, get your degree, get to New York, get to L.A., get to wherever you got to get to. Other get than, out. Yeah. Other than these dirt roads and, and you know, Southern confinements of racist culture and, and different things that we had to fight against, right? So get my degree, get off into the uh, corporate America and the cubicle starts to close in on me. You know, I'm doing 40, 50, 60 hours, two or three computer monitors and and I'm just, you know, not used to being, quote unquote, uh, in an environment to where I have to not be able to move and think and kind of, and kind of, you know, just uh, use my creativity, so to say. So, you know, I got my degree in economics. So finance and business is the straight path towards trying to be successful in that industry. So I was uh, in New York for a little while. I had a chance to fly over to London, come back. And I was working in operations in the Raleigh area. And then the financial crisis hit. And all of a sudden, uh, your, I say K through 12, you know, you fight for a, a high school diploma. Then I fight through college, five years of college, plus playing sports to get an economic degree. And then you get to corporate America. And at any point, what happens is they come in and say, hey, uh, we're going to ship this department over to Singapore. You know, have a have a good day. I'm sure you'll bounce back. Right. Mm -hmm. So hey, my you know, 20, 20 plus years of educating myself trying to get to that point of being in corporate America and, and doing a job that I think is fulfilling that can be 
you know, taken away at any time. I'm like, man, this is this is this is crazy. I wasn't gonna move to Singapore. And uh, you know, so I took a ended up taking the layoff package and and getting home and just kind of rethinking. I thought that that uh piece of life was safer, you know, but turns out it's just as volatile as trying to be an entrepreneur almost, you know, and 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 far less fulfilling. So I was never, I wasn't the same after getting laid off. You know, I just wasn't the same because the office politics that it takes for me as a young black kid to maneuver in these environments is just so much work, you know what I mean? To try and position myself to always be two or three steps ahead of my of my peers. I pivot from there. You know, my dad at that point, we're still... You know, his, 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 you know, even throughout all that, we're doing the Big Apple Block Party uh, from 2002 all the way up to 2017. I, I participate in that every, every summer and on the weekends, I'm still cooking. I'm still got one foot in the family business and one out. So at that point in time, I got laid off. I put both feet back in and my dad's reputation is still rising and rising. I'm like, well, you know, we're going to have to do something with this, you know what I mean? Because, um, I'm not going back to that office. I'm not putting myself in a position where someone could just take my livelihood away whenever they get ready again. And my passion is um, is with family. So at the end of the day, the father-son story, the family story was one I wanted to tell way more than what than me being, um, you know, having some illustrious career, you know, in a cubicle. I think, too, that being in the sort of family business, which I guess I'm in the family business at this point. Part of the reason that it's so rewarding for me now is because I did do the corporate thing first. Yeah. And so I put in my time and it didn't feel like, you know, it's hard to not feel like it's the easy way working for your parent. Right. Right. Because it's like handed to you kind of. But if you put in those hours first in a cubicle, literally, You feel like, all right, I paid my dues and now I'm going to do what I actually want to do and be with the people I love. And to be able to make a career out of that is really a wonderful thing, especially if you have a close relationship with your parent. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's, uh, a lot of healing, a lot of family, you know, the closeness, the bonds grow stronger and all all of those things that you learn not to really understand the value of, you know, while you're in it, you know, you start to understand it when you get back. Get back into it. So, I had a funny sort of similar experience when I was thirty, and I I was never corporate, but I had a job, and and then I decided I can't do this, like do the same thing every day, day in day out, yeah, and not be my own, not be in control of stuff. So I I announced that I was going to quit, and this was uh, 1980. I announced that I was going to quit and become a writer. I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. And all of my friends, like my wife was supportive. My really close friends were supportive, but all of my friends from childhood and of course my parents and my relatives were like, you're crazy, man. You're going to have no stability. You're not going to get health insurance. You're never going to make any money. And as the years went by, I mean, it was really hard at first, but as the years went by, my life became 
more stable my professional life in a way because I did have control and obviously because I was successful. But right. and they were getting my friends were getting laid off or took early retirement or yeah. whatever, you know, got addicted to video games because work <laughs> was so boring. And yeah. anyway, I wanted to pivot to food and start with a question for Ed, which is Maybe it's the obvious question, but you do, you specialize, you have always specialized in whole hog barbecue, which is traditional, but increasingly unusual because it's challenging and it's hard work, physical work too. That's why so many people use store-bought pork shoulder. Can you just tell us a bit about why whole hog's so important, why upholding that tradition matters so much? Well, the thing about it is I actually... I was trained just learning how to cook the whole hog and not really didn't have a lot of experience in cooking portions of the animal. I mean, I was fortunate enough that the family was uh, the size that we, we, it didn't make sense to us to try to cook a pork shoulder and with the massive amount of family members and people that we were going to serve. So we just, Naturally, this cooked the whole animal because it's, it, it provided more product. And so, and I learned how to learn the skills of uh, at a quite early age to really master that trait. And so for me, um, and plus there were certain things I learned about cooking the whole animal because the animal, believe it or not, has each portion of him has a different flavor profile. And, and if you cook, I'm just use the example. If you just cook a shoulder, pork shoulder, and not cook the ham or not cook the the inner part of the animal, you miss out on the flavor. And so, if you had a chance to um, cook it all together and uh, and 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 blend it all together, then you, then you could really taste the difference and really distinguish the difference. So it's important for me to uh, maintain that because that was the true in my opinion, was the true flavor of the, of the entire pork. Mark, I want to ins- insert one part you forgot, right? My great-grandfather, his his grandfather had 35 children, right? So, <laughs> so I pork- saw that. I couldn't be- I thought it was a typo in the book. <laughs> actual, actual facts. We got documented from the Wilson Daily Times newspaper. So... <laughs> Listen, cooking small pieces of meat on the grill or on in those underground pits was not a thing. You know, he had 35. <laughs> Listen, the 35 went on the average about 17, 14 a piece. You must have some <laughs> cousins. You wouldn't believe. So those skill sets that started from our, you know, I say my ancestors because uh, you know, these these skill sets started of cooking the entire animal started you know, on plantation land and moved over to sharecroppers and then moved on to basic family functions into what we have now as, you know, the commercial side. We didn't, you know, the best tasting of it is is one thing, but the waste not, want not, you know, uh, philosophy of having to feed large quantities of people and save the meat, you know, so you're not cooking so much, you know, that started generations ago. There's so many parts of the pig that people don't get to enjoy or people just don't know, like shank and head and all of that kind of stuff that if you just cook a piece. 
But it's funny, for most people, a shoulder is a lot. But <laughs> Stay tuned for more from Ed, Ryan, Kate, and me. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, folks. A word from our friends at Made In. Did you know that most of the dishes in Tom Colicchio's craft restaurant are made in, made in pots and pans? The braised short ribs, made in, made in. The Rohan duck, made in, made in. The heritage pork chop, you got it, made in, made in. Which isn't surprising. Made in has been supplying top chefs and restaurants with high-end cookware for years. For the simple reason that made in makes exactly what demanding chefs are looking for. Their carbon steel cookware, for example, combines the best of cast iron and stainless steel, gets super hot, and is rugged enough for grills or an open flame. Best of all, Made In is sold online, so their professional-grade cookware is far more affordable than other iron brands. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes on menus all around the world have in common. They're Made In, Made In. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from the 18th until the 27th. Visit MadeInCookware.com. That's MadeInCookware.com. Thanks. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that. Available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, folks. We have a new sponsor and an interesting one. We all take about 20,000 breaths a day, and Americans spend about 90% of our time indoors. That indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. 
and indoor air pollutants can cause respiratory symptoms like sneezing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So, what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BITMAN, B-I-T-T-M-A-N, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to our listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code BITMAN. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals, in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code BITMAN, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. There's a part in the book called Pit Boys to Pitmasters, and you talk about how a lot of African-Americans shy away from barbecue, whole hog barbecue in particular, because it reminds them too much of servitude and history. And obviously both of you find a real connection to the work and you've managed to sort of take it back in a way that feels good and special to you. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I do, I think probably a lot of people don't know some of this history. I'll give it a jump start, but my father can finish that because I'm most of that was more so embodied for me and my generation. Um, because again, For us, we started to learn uh, about 
you know, some of the things, some of the Southern points of our, of history that we didn't want to necessarily be connected to anymore as we started to grow up. Right. And so understanding this barbecue and the skills that it takes to make good barbecues, specifically the whole hog started on the plantation and in those environments specifically for, you know, for, for our area in the South. Okay. So as a kid growing up, you know, we didn't, you know, have a connectivity to want to anything. You know, we didn't want anything to do with those environments and those skill sets and those jobs, so to say, that were meant and designed for us to be considered less than. Now, yeah, we were cooking and, and there was a valuable skill there, but that's not that's not the origin of, it. you know, what the commercialization and, and the pitmaster superstar you see today is not what the job said, you know, it's not what the job was originally about, you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, you know, my father was amongst the first to kind of make it comfortable for us to see uh, the value in, in, in uh, having these skill sets and kind of going through, you know, the self-therapy of getting some of this stuff out of your system as, as it relates to kind of being uh, not just embarrassed about it, but like feeling like those things were meant to be demeaning, you know, because when you take back the control, if, if you don't take the control of it, then that means everybody else is going to take it and say that they, you know, they started it or they are, you know, in, in control. of it. And so once you look at the landscape of, you know, everyone who's in barbecue, you know, uh, there's a culture of, you know, everyone who is taking ownership of the cuisine when the original recipes and the skill sets then of the people who created them are not necessarily involved because they're still getting over, you know, how to feel about the work. So um, it's really just mindset. Well, the term uh, pit boys was just an, a common phrase uh, that was just tossed around um, mainly by the uh, farmer, I mean, the plantation owner, and referencing the people that, that did the work was just not, I guess, perceived as being men. They were just boys. And so whatever they did, it, that connotation just went along with it. You know, the work went along with the boy doing the work. I mean, not, not necessarily the man doing the work, but the boy doing the work. And that had a lot to do with the uh, my mindset as as I began to get older about it, because I began to realize that more people began to want to understand how do you do what we did as far as the skills that we had to to master the techniques on cooking. And so it became important that the recognizing the skills I did as a not as a boy, but more so as a man or as a master to really be able to control what he's doing, his techniques, his has, it has to be, this, this, is, this is a skill. And so the skill had to come with a, with a, with a, a name that really represented uh, the person as someone that is not a boy, but this guy's a, he's a master. And so I became really adamant about being referred to as a, not a pit boy, but a pit master. 
And that's only because I felt that my skill set was at a point that it should be recognized for who I was, not a boy, but a man, a master of his craft. I have to admit that I didn't know a lot of the history of barbecue and reading through the book provided me with a lot of insight. And I appreciate you talking through so much of this with us. And again, both of your journeys are really inspiring. We'd love to hear what you love about working with each other, because I love working with my dad. And working with someone that you trust so much is such a blessing, especially after coming from corporate America. Well, the reason that we work so well together is that, you know, I understand my shortcomings. I, you know, I was fortunate enough that I, I went off uh, to college and I got a four-year degree in sociology. And so I, 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 was ba- I had the fundamentals and the basic foundation of an education, all right? But uh, as time went on, as you well know, when I was coming along, the, the, it just had like a, a ad machine or a calculator, you know, to, to use. And uh, as time went on and the, the new generation come in with all this technology and all this uh, equipment and, and learning how to use all the, the science and, and the, uh, the, the things that I really wasn't trained coming up as a as a guy that went off to college. I mean, I didn't have those uh, skill sets. And so when I um, introduced my son to go off, to encourage him to go off to school and and encourage him to, to sort his, his dream, and, and fortunate for me, he decided to go into finance and economics. And so then he was able to come in and do the things from the operational side that was a little more advanced than than what I was. And I was able to stay in my lane and perfect the, the, the craft itself to make sure that it was done like it's supposed to be in order to have the best taste that you can get. But when it began to be, get popular and, and, you, and you wanted it to grow, it needs some more uh, juice to make that happen. So that's why when my, my son called me one day when he saw an article about uh, someone was referring to me uh, about the fact that, you know, I learned to cook the trade of mastering the barbecue and and people just going, especially the food is going haywire over what I was doing. Well, I wasn't doing anything that wasn't done as far as what I learned coming up as a youngster. You know, I, I was learning the right way, and uh, but I knew that it had to go to another level, it, and it took a little more skill set than what I probably had. And so, whenever he, my son called me and said, "Dad, they they're talking about you doing this and how good it is," I said, "Yes, I said, I understand." I said, "But I said, but what are you going to do with this?" You know, because I I felt you know that you you probably had a little more training. And a little more technology uh, source than, than I had. And so I need you to come in and take that, that end of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the deal and I take the other end and, and we can make it work. And so we get along real well because he doesn't come in my lane to try to tell me what to do and how to do. <laughs> and I don't get in his lane and tell him 
how he <laughs> and how he did when he was working for uh, Credit Suite for the for the with the um, financial end of it. I rely on him to make the best decisions when it come down to what's the best resources or the best way that we should approach this from his professional. And so that's why we get along so well. Yeah, he he he, he just stepped in and uh, was able to fill that gap for me, and 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 I was able to bring him the best game to give him what he needs to make it work to sell it. Well, we're nowhere near as organized as the two of you yet. <laughs> oh my, nor could yeah. we give an answer like, like that. Like, oh, lanes, what's that? <laughs> so, good for you. I was like, oh, wait, this is a tax deduction, plus I get to work with somebody <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I trust. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's a start. And love, it's for that start. matter. So. That's all it's about. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask about recipes because I'm gonna make so many of these sides. I can't, I can't do a whole pig in New York City, but um, <laughs> I definitely, I'm definitely gonna make the collard green dip. But a lot, like a lot of the sides, have parts of the pig in them because you can do that when you do whole pig, whole pig. So I was looking at the chicken wings yeah. are co- they're coated in cracking crumbs. Yeah. And the ham hock is in the collard green dip. So you do all of that, which is so, I mean, you can't really get better than that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. There's a lot of beloved dishes that seem to come from other people that have been adapted by you, aunts, moms. I'm wondering if you can both tell us a couple of your favorites when it comes to things that aren't the main course. Um, yeah, for me, it was. Um... The bacon tomato jam is one of my okay favorites in there. Uh, that um, once we got to Raleigh, and kind of understood that we needed to kind of give barbecue a little different presentation in order to up the plate price. You know, we had an executive chef come in. <laughs> With Ed's <laughs> fancy meat. <laughs> yeah, we had an executive chef come in from a country club uh, paired with these fancy pasture-raised pigs. And... Uh, <laughs> And he brought in, um, you know, uh, some ideas, man, that we, and pairings that we just kind of, just kind of blew everybody away. So uh, we adapted the the bacon tomato jam. It's one of my favorites um, made with, uh, you know, spread on some, some homemade biscuits. Uh, and then we go over to the tomato pie, which is kind of another, another adaption to that. And crackling, the crackling hush puppies. Yeah. So I saw that the crackling is in the the batter, right? Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> no, it was like some, it was a guy that you worked with who was yeah. like making himself a snack, right? And he, yeah. I love that story. We, we sold the the crackling, you know, we sold the cracklers in bags up on the counter, you know, for customers, and we we get to the end of the night, and there's only a couple bags left, but they're all the crumbs, and nobody wants to pay for those bags, right? So. He just took the bag and dipped it in the hush puppy mix one day and fried it up. And we got crackling inside the hush puppies. And man, they had them, they themselves a whole new situation back there in the back eating the uh, staff meal. So uh, <laughs> it became one of the most favorite things that, that people started asking for. It's like Pop Rocks. Right. right. Like a pop rock. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ryan, knows, Ryan knows what I mean. Ryan knows what I mean. I've been there, though. They were, they were, those were in that, uh, that grocery store that, uh, that my granddad had. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Razzles, all that stuff. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, I love the old school candy. The the lima beans, butter beans are in there. Those are those are those are some of my simple favorites. Um, I know people usually don't hear about the lima beans around the around the country that much. So butter beans. So those are potato salad. The I don't you know the I don't eat uh, everybody's potato salad recipe comes from a family. Zella really put her 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 spin on that uh, because that's kind of like. You know the cultural cookout dish that only a few people are allowed to bring. You know, so <laughs> uh, it, even in the uh, the black churches around the area, like there's one person assigned to the potato salad, and don't try to be anybody else that brings it because because you wasn't going <laughs> to sit over there on the corner. <laughs> I get it. I'm really picky about potato salad. So yeah, there we go. Be kind of cool to have that reputation. I'm the person who makes potato salad. Yeah, we have one last question, so we can wrap. Or if there's something you want to add, please no, feel man, free. Got, this has been a great interview. So you know we um we we're here for you. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, you know that you guys are taking some time to read it and read through it and kind of just be interested in what we're doing, man. So these are these are it's an honor to even uh, to. to you know, the parallel, we got to do some more stuff. You know, this whole father-son, uh, father-daughter thing can be, uh, we got to take I this know, shit we on do. the road. <laughs> Let's take it on the road. I would love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so last question. What'd you have for dinner last night? Might be a two-person question. I had some uh, some lamb chops and some baked beans. Real lamb chops and baked beans. I had an old-fashioned hot dog. <laughs> I had a couple. One. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Listen, my leftovers from Memorial Day trickled into yesterday, so uh, I, I that's what I would eat. So. <laughs> yeah, we had leftovers. I'm too, a leftovers actually. person. Me I too. love leftovers. Some people really don't like; they won't do it, but they're my favorite. I grill out on a Sunday. I'm trying to eat through like Thursday, you know. Same. <laughs> I don't have to do anything else. Yeah, it whatever the lowest lift is at this point. Yeah, I'll I'll stretch a slab of ribs yeah. out for like yeah. three four days, man. All right, my friends. Right. I think we're good. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you both. Thank you both. Thank do, you so much. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, do please stay in touch. It'll be great to meet in person sometime. Well, we feel like we've made new friends and uh, already are making plans with Ed and Ryan to get together. I'd like to thank them for bringing barbecue, family wisdom, true Southern charm to today's show. You can follow them on Instagram at bbqprince1031, bbqprince, one word, 1031 and at True Made Foods, all just like it sounds. And be sure to check out their great new book, Ed Mitchell's Barbecue, wherever you like to buy your books. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Kate, my co-host and producer, and to our engineer, Davis Lloyd. And tune in again next week when we will have somebody fabulous. Until then. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.